When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sigmund serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Happy 2024. I have a jam-packed Juicy Scoop for you. So many hot topics, so many things that we need to discuss. I hope you've enjoyed my other three brand new episodes that I put out during the holiday, but this one is hot topics related. Um, I'm recording this from La Quinta, California, where I've spent the last couple of weeks with my sons and my family, and it has been absolutely so fun. We have shopped, we've gone to cute lunches, we have pickleballed, we have golfed, we have hiked. I bought this sh- this cute Kiss, Kiss t-shirt at like a kitschy store in El Paseo in Palm Desert, and still going to be here for a few more days. So I'm very excited to get into it. Um, oh, We've watched, we watched Saltburn, which I'll get into. And is it Saltburn? Starburn. We watched Starburn. I'm going to get into that later. Um, Also Elvis, my kids really liked that. And we watched Hell Camp just to make my kids extremely grateful that they weren't born in the 80s and that I'm a nice mom because we'll get into those shows if we have time. Because I like, look how much notes I have, you guys. It's out of control how much to discuss. But I first need to talk about a very, very explosive, exciting moment. And I really believe it's a moment in reality TV history that will kind of change the way we look at reality TV and the trajectory of reality TV. This is up there with Scandaball, in my opinion, because I think it's where the fans and social media and troll accounts and Instagram bloggers and everything like come together and collide. So now, if you don't watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I know a lot of you don't, and what I love is that you say, Heather, I don't need to watch it. You explain it so well, and I can get into it, because this has juice that does, you don't need to follow the show, okay? So Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is in its fourth season, and they go to Bermuda. And as you probably know, there was a very controversial woman on that show for the first three seasons named Jen Shaw who flashed her money and I'm proud to say I never liked her I always thought she was full of shit I always thought I thought all her shit was fake half of it was but the worst thing about her is that she stole from elderly and um, 
people that weren't doing that well, so like a hundred here, 50,000 there, hundred thousand there, all these people, a scam that went on for decades that involved many people under her. And she is doing, um, I think she got nine years, but she's doing seven and she's been there for like the last six or eight months. Her name, Jen Shaw. Okay. Heather Gay is the star of the show and she was close to her and she kind of protected her because she was like, well, we don't know if she's guilty. She's saying she's not. She constantly said, I'll have my day in court. You'll see that I'm not guilty. And of course she was guilty. She pled guilty. Um, She pled it. So she agreed to do these seven years and she's hanging out with Elizabeth Holmes. One drop, one drop can save your uncle from cancer. They are hanging out and doing stuff together. Okay. There is this girl named Monica, and at one time she was Jen Shaw's assistant, and she got chosen to be a cast member for season four, and she was very honest from the start, and she's a young mom. I don't think she's even 40 yet, and she's attractive. She's very tan, long, dark hair, pretty, and she came out guns a-blazing and said, my marriage ended because I had an 18-month-long affair with my brother-in-law. I slept with my husband's sister's husband for 18 months and they got divorced and we got divorced and I have other fathers to my kids, but now I'm a single mother of four and my mother and I hate each other. So we see the mother come on, Monica's mother. And a lot of people were like, this is very set up. There's moments where the mom is like, oh, here's your car back because the mom controls her car. And then she's like, just leave mom. And the girl's mom's like walking down the sidewalk with her mic pack still on. There were some things that we were like, okay, Salt Lake City, we know you're kind of helping with the with the storyline of this, but we like it. It's juicy. It's fun. The editing is funny. You know, they, these girls were giving it all season. But the reason they hate each other is because the mom was like, well, I mean, Monica was like, well, my mom left me with some other family when I was 12 to go pursue a career in New York. She never says what the career is. She doesn't say if the career is going after a rich man, if the career is to be a rockette, if the career is to get on Bad Girls Club in the early 2000s. We don't know what the career was, but now she's back dying to be on camera and fighting with her daughter, which I think looks very fake. So, but they start to like her and everything. And she starts spreading rumors. This one's husband is gay. This one and this one's husband, she said about Angie Kay, that her husband was gay, that she's part of the Greek mafia, and that um, they have all these financial problems. None of that has been proven to be true. All of it proven to be false. Then she says about this other one, oh, she has financial problems. And this one has a secret I know about. And I could tell you more and more, but I'm just getting DMs from strange people telling me all this scoop. Well, in the beginning of the season, we see that there's this moment, this just like, <gasps> where they keep flashing to it, where they're in Bermuda, which is the last trip of the season, and Heather Gay gets this call, and she's like, stop it, it's her, it's her, and everyone's like, what is this call about? Well, we then find out that Monica, this girl, who's a total grifter, went and went to her beauty lab, and got $4,000 worth of work and she didn't pay for it. And so that comes out as we're watching this season, we're like, what? And then Monica goes, the truth will come out. And it seems like, no, the truth is she went, she used multiple names and she didn't pay. And she was supposed to, she was so broke, she was going to have to pay like $200 here, $200 there. And she just blew it off. And they had three different Monicas, um, but they all had the same birth date. Because this Monica 
a year ago had fair skin and long blonde hair. Okay, just focus on that. So we find out last night, finally the season finale, that Monica is Reality Von Tees, which is a account which as of yesterday before this news exploded, had about 14,000 followers on Instagram. And the photo of it is Dita Von Teese, who has since spoken up today and said, um, please, Instagram, take this account down. This is my image. You cannot use my image. It's I own it. You're not to do this, which is interesting because I've had that same thing happen to me. So you know how I am. This all comes back to me and it will at the end of the story. Okay, so... I heard this rumor like two weeks ago. Um, some other people were revealing it on the internet and I shared it on my Patreon. Go to heathermcdonald.net, click on Patreon, change your life. Nobody regrets joining my Patreon, has had it for close to seven years now, okay? So, um, and I said, I immediately when I saw that went to my DMs and I corresponded with this person for a year and a half the the last post was July of 2022, which is when I think she got hired to be on the show. As I read all the DMs, I was like, yeah, this does sound like Monica. At the time, it was what, everything I remembered seeing was all about exposing Jen Shaw, that she treated her employees horribly, that she threw this clothing designer under the bus, and that, that there were taped recordings of her screaming at a clothing designer and a couple other people that worked for her. And they all got exposed on this reality Von Tees. And I would mention it on the Juicy Scoop. And then sh- this person would mention me. And we had a little bit of correspondence where I was like, good, I'm glad you're, you're exposing that she's an awful person. The whole time I thought it was the fashion designer pretending to be this person and trying to get his story out. And I even said that, are you the fashion designer? No, no, but I know the fashion designer. And the last correspondence I had with this person was they said, I know that you did the documentary housewife and the hustler. Um, and I'm being approached and some of the people I know that work for Jen Shaw are being approached to go on the new documentary that Hulu's doing about Jen Shaw. Can you get, let me know what you were paid so I can negotiate properly for myself. And I said, I was never paid. Well, you know, when I go on nightline, when I do shows like that, I never get paid CNN, whatever. I don't get paid. I didn't get paid for the Kardashian um, documentary. Now, other people I have since learned, you if you're really a get, you can negotiate some money. But I was like, no, just mention my name. That is Juicy Scoop. I'll tell you what I know and how I've reported on it. That's how I've, you know, pursued these things. So I said, but I'm sure if you want travel or the hotel, I'm sure they'll cover that because she was like, okay, that makes sense. They're saying they're not going to pay anybody. So well, of course, she didn't do it because she got cast on the show instead. So last night on the show, Heather Gay is like, oh my God, Monica is reality Von Teese. And not only did Monica, according to Heather and the other women, go after Jen Shaw for a couple years, she also revealed lots of rumors about the other women and and were not revealed, but said rumors about the other women. And it was, they're really being tortured by her, according to them. They're like, oh my God, this woman has been like a double agent living among us, getting on our show when this whole time for a couple of years, she was plotting and haunting us. We'd wake up in the money in the morning with stress and anxiety. And 
So Heather brings them down to the beach and she's like, you guys, Monica is reality volunteers. And they're like, oh. and listen, you can think what you want, how much was planned or not. I don't believe these women were acting at that time. I thought it was juicy. I was at the edge of my seat, like, oh my God. So then they go have the final dinner and Heather's like, Monica, you are not who you say you are. And she's like, what are you talking about? Mm, what? <laughs> what? And she's like, you are reality Von Teese. You are a tr- internet troll. You're a cyber bully. You've come after all of us, not just Jen Shaw for four years. Now, people went back to the account, which is still up as of now. And it really is all about Jen Shaw. But I think it's because she cleaned it up once she was exposed. Because if you see that it's just about Jen Shaw, you're kind of like, well, that's not that bad. No. And Heather Gay goes, I know because my hairdresser, Tanisha, finally came clean and shared all the correspondence with you. And she goes, well, that's not true. That's not true. Well, it's sort of true. Um, I, I was active with the account, but I wasn't the only person running it. I, I think she was, but I think she was gathering information from other people that enjoyed in the demise of Jen Shaw and also wanted to know everything about her because it was like, where, what's Heather Gay's address? I'm driving around. I want to see it. Now, this Tanisha, hairdresser to Heather Gay, now she's going on um, Instagram Live and everything and sharing her side of the story. And she's like, look... This chick is scary. I I literally went to the police because she found a boyfriend who was like 17 seconds from my house. She's coming by my house. She goes by people's houses. And then she shares a video of Monica a while back. She has a, a scarf around her head and she goes, oh, we're going by, you know, Jen Shaw's house now. And ooh, I look pretty good like this. Maybe this is my real heritage or something. I think that's really important because... Um, Monica said to her friends, friends on the cast, um, I don't know who my dad is, but he's Colombian and I'm Colombian and my family lives in Bermuda and they go to Bermuda and she never gets to meet the family decides not to go on camera. And she blames the mean mother who I think she's in cahoots with to get on the show and make this. So she, um, and I said before she was blonde and fair before. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying Bravo needs to give 23 and Me's to people, but if you're partially hiring someone because they're claiming to be not white, um, this is also going to change how they cast because we know there has been a big bush, a big bush, a big push for diversity in casts on Bravo since 2020. And this girl obviously wanted to get on the show and I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that this doing the extra Jurgen self-tanner and going not just with brown hair, but with black hair and telling this story, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't true. That's just my opinion and my somewhat prediction. Not surprised. Because I think this girl is a real grifter and I think she was obsessed with the show. I think she was a fan of the show. I think she worked for Jen Shaw and she acted like she was Jen Shaw's friend, but she hated Jen Jen Shaw, recording her all the time. But not like, oh, I really care about the victims. Just like, like an evil fucking person, like a kind of person that would sleep with her brother-in-law's sister's husband. 
and destroy two families. That's what I think. Now, um, so then Heather Gay goes, they're all like so furious. I thought Lisa Barlow was going to reach across the table and freaking strangle her. And then Monica is just awful. She's like, oh, shut up, Lisa. You're old. You're an old hag. You don't have good skin. Like just really below the belt. Not clever. Nothing. And then Heather Gay as if she's the host of an elimination game on an island, goes, you can pack your bags and leave. You don't deserve to be on this table. I mean, but I am telling you, her speeches were good. She had it down. It was great. So then Monica gets up and is like, fine. And she leaves. Well, we knew this was, we knew something was explosive coming in the finale, but the girls were all kept to their, you know, orders to keep quiet, including Monica, that, you know, that this, like I said, it it leaked out a little bit a couple weeks ago, but really this was a shock to 99% of the people watching the show. And she went away, but she, um, since then has not seen the girls, has lost a ton of weight and has really leaned into being the villain, which is smart. Because she can't deny what she did. It's fucking disgusting and gross and weird. But to the trolley fans, and there's a lot of them that like Bravo, they're kind of like, ah, what if us got on the show? It could happen to me. Like, they're cheering her on. They are cheering her on. And I say, she is making the lemonade out of the lemons. She did a whole photo shoot with a piece of, with a newspaper. Like, it's been revealed. It's me. Like, she's fucking Roxy, you know, or whatever, (laughs) Roxy Hart in Chicago. Like she's making the most of it because there's no way that she can get people to believe that she's a good person at this point. She's going to try to minimize, like, it's just a gossip site. Look at how many other people do it. Why is it such a big deal? Whatever. I made the season. Other people like, you made the season. You're the greatest. And she's like, thanks. I'm glad you appreciate me. Um, my prediction is she will not be back on the show. I just do not think that they should have her back on the show. I think they have to put a um, put their foot down. I think this has to be a lesson to anybody that tries to do this shit. They want authentic people that, yes, they want to be on the show. Yes, they may watch the show. But they can't be plotting and planning and working behind people's backs and being a complete phony to their face, complete double agent. I just don't think... That's the future for the show. I think that's a quick way to make all these shows become something completely other than authentic women and their friendships and going on trips. Um, You know, so she will go on Villains next season. She'll probably then go on Traders. She'll probably be like an Omarosa for the next five years. And um, she'll probably have a podcast and and give up the gossip and everything. And the losers that want to listen to that can go do it. I... I'm really disgusted. I feel weird that I ever, you know, well, I didn't know. I certainly didn't think that this was the girl. I reached out to Monica just as Monica when the show started. And I was like, love to have you on the show, you know, on Juicy Scoop. Let's get your, you know, full life story. You're being so honest about it. And she was being honest about it also because she knew it was going to come out, but she also knew how to get hired. Oh, hi. I slept with my brother-in-law for 18 months. Oh, hi. My mom abandoned me and we hate each other. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Colombian. Oh, hi. Yeah. Okay. I worked for Jen Shot. Done, done, and done. A couple other things about it. You remember, if you watched the show, there was one moment where, um, Meredith, allegedly Meredith believed that Jen Shaw and some of her Shaw squad came into her small store 
in um, Park City, Utah and took a green clutch. And I can't remember if they ever found the green clutch, what happened with it, but they showed the surveillance camera and who was part of the Jen Shaw squad? Monica, fair-skinned, blonde-haired Monica. And then they cut to when Monica gets on the show and she's like, your story is so cute. I've never been here before. Liar, 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 extremely comfortable, lying, total grifter, a grifter, a internet troll worked their way onto the show, which like I said, is juicy, but it's creepy and it's scary. And, um, but I can see why some of the more vocal fans that comment and stuff are excited about it because this they would love to for this to happen to them. Um, let me see. Uh, let me, I'm just getting all this. Okay, so then we see that um, they're going to go to the reunion. Well, first, first there was this other part. I just want to say funny. Heather and Whitney in the beginning of the show had a little fight because Whitney was like, Heather, I want to talk to you about the way that you weaponized my vagina. You weaponized and exploited my sexuality in your book. And Heather's like, what are you talking about? I read every line to you about what I said about you in the book. It's when at one, I mean, so funny. At one time when they were just stay-at-home moms, Heather Gay did boudoir photography for like Housewives in Salt Lake City. And of course, Whitney wanted to do a sexy photo shoot for her husband, which by the way, can I just say, I don't think any husband really wants to whack off to their wife in a book. I'm sorry. I know this is a big business for people. I know women love to do it because it's fun and they get hair and makeup and they're like, here's a book of me looking hot, completely airbrushed in lingerie when I go to bed every night with you in sweats. But, you know, I just, I think the husband has to act like it's great. But do you really think the husband's whipping out that album like once a week and just being like, oh yeah, it's my wife. This cost me $8,000 and yeah, she looks really good in this lingerie right now. And (laughs) okay. Anyway, so she did that and she talked and she made some little jokes in her book being that it reminded her of the Titanic scene when she goes, paint me like one of your French girls, you know, to um, Jack. And so she was like, I never said that. That's not what I said. You made it sound like I was in the Titanic. And Heather's like, oh God, shut up. You know, like, this just is stupid. So she comes over, they make up. They're like, we're fine. We're cousins. That was before they, the whole explosion of the, of the reality Vontese happened. But the next morning she and Monica, the double agent, spy, troll, whatever you want to call it, are sleeping in this same bed together. And, and they act like they're just waking up and that like Heather's hungover, not Heather, Whitney's hungover. And she has a full face of makeup, like completely lined, glossed lips. It's one thing to sleep in your makeup. You don't wake up with glossed lips when you've been hung over. Like you might have some eye makeup on. You might have a wayward lash. But so we know that they do things to reset. When I had the waiter from um, Copley's restaurant in, in Palm Springs, which I'll be going very soon. We're supposed to be there Friday. It's a great restaurant. My sister's um, friend owns it and we're excited to be there. I had the waiter on there that said, yeah, they did kind of go, Hey, can you say that again? Can you redo that? We know that they do that in these shows, but I don't believe that this was planned out. Now, Monica went on her IG last night and said, I told production day one of the Bermuda in Bermuda that I was reality Vontese and I knew this was going to come out. I don't know if I, I don't really believe anything this woman says. It doesn't make a difference to me. If she, if she said, I told them in my audition, then I'd be like, okay, holy shit. Now we really need to know if this is true or not. 
But if they knew a day or two before, I don't know. That doesn't really make a difference. I believe the girls all season did not know. I really do not think any of them knew. And that is what made it authentic and crazy and weird. And that's why you saw that passion from them, um, in my opinion. Then Heather says, you know, I, I always knew there was something weird with Jen Shaw, but I was this good Mormon girl who you know, stuck by my friend and I was kind of scared of her. So I was sticking by her thinking that she could still get out of this thing or that she might be innocent. And I protected her to the point that I never revealed that it was Jen Shaw who gave me, gave me the infamous black eye last season. So for those of you don't know, they went on another group text group trip and Heather Gay woke up with a black eye and Jen Shaw was right there to be like, we don't know how it happened. We don't know. Now they were drinking a lot and everyone's like, did Jen Shaw hit her? Like, because she's volatile and weird. And were they drunk? Did they have a threesome that went bad? Did they Were they scissoring and her ankle hit her eye? I mean, everyone was thinking, what is this? I thought maybe she accidentally like opened a cabinet on herself and to protect to protect production, Bravo, and maybe the house that they're renting, maybe there was something not right with whatever the guest house, maybe didn't have a permit or... <laughs> A certificate of occupancy. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a proper ADU. I don't know. And so I was like, maybe that's what happened. And they were milking it out for drama. That will all get revealed in the reunion. But it was, according to Heather, from Jen Shaw. And Jen Shaw said um, to her, uh, Jen Shaw from prison, obviously someone's running her account somewhere else, wrote, um, this show can't survive without me. They mentioned me again and again and again. And she probably wrote it with Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes, but anyway, and said, you know, denying that she gave her the black guy. So people are just like, what a way to wake up to 2024 if you're into this shit. It was juicy. It was it was crazy. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust to um, Tanisha, the hairdresser. I think it's weird that she was doing her hair and still talking to this other person. I think anybody that's in that like. When you look back and we've had it and you realize that someone betrayed you and reali you realize they were talking shit about you and they were colluding against you. And even if they come clean later, I think it's a very weird thing. And I don't think you should have that person around you. I think you can be like, thanks for finally coming clean. But no, I can find someone else to give me a blowout. Okay. That, that is my opinion of that situation. Um, but then you're also like, mm, maybe I need to keep this chick close because who knows what, who knows if she could turn dangerous. I don't know. But it's super, um, I mean, super juicy that, of course, she went home on a different plane and then hasn't seen anyone since. And like I said, it's just leaning into this villain role. And I think PR-wise, she's playing it right because there's no way she's going to win these women over and there's no way she can deny it. So that's my, that's my deal with, um, you know, with her. Now, how I relate to this is obviously... For anyone that doesn't know, I was horribly deceived and betrayed by three people that I thought were like very good friends of mine at the end of this year. It's on to a new year, but I know everything. And I know there were several people that also participated in troll-like accounts and things saying horrible things about me and then smiling to my face after. I know it all. And when you find it out and you go deeper and deeper, I just was dying. And so people obviously were like, Heather, we, we got to hear your opinion. If you want to know more about that, it's all on Patreon because I will not give the three losers any light. But earlier on in watching the show, I was like, this Monica girl reminds me so much of 
Grifta. That's what I call the girl that deceived me as well, who told me earrings were worth thousands of dollars when in fact they were bought at Revolve for $42. Yes. So very much. And I wonder where is um, Lisa's ring that she lost in the Santa, in the Palm Springs airport. Okay. Who took the green clutch? Who took the ring? Um, that will never know that she'll certainly never cop to if that's the case. Who knows, but it was very suspicious that she lost it in the bathroom and um, Monica was there. So dealing with grifters, dealing with liars, dealing with people that can't tell the truth, that present themselves exactly like that with hi and, you know, a lot of, a lot of fake parts and things. It's just believe what you see, believe what you see and question it in 2024. That's what I think. And if you want to know more about that juicy story, it's all on my Patreon and I will cover it quickly on Friday just to get you guys up to speed. Okay. Well, also in the new year, that's a time when shit goes down and it's like, you know what? It's a new year and I don't want to fucking spend it with you. So comedian Kathy Griffin has filed from for divorce from her husband of four years, but they've actually been together since 2011. She was married before this guy, um, that she married when she was about 40 after she did Suddenly Susan. He was featured on a great show on Bravo called My Life on the D-List. And I read her book and she got very honest about it, but she found out that he was like going to her bank account every day and just pulling out money. So I believe they had the kind of marriage where maybe he was on an allowance or something, but had access to some of her funds. Anyway, the trust was broken. She was disgusted. They got divorced. Then she meets this other guy who's 19 years her junior, and they were together for many years. They broke up for a short period of time during the um, Trump scandal where she took the infamous photo of the mask of his head. And um, But then they got back together and they got married, which would have been their four-year anniversary on New Year's Eve. So on New Year's Eve, or the day before, is when she filed for divorce and they have a prenup and she's asking the court to honor it and to give him not a cent cent more and nobody knows why but you know it just didn't work out she went to vegas with her friends saw um another comedian perform another female comedian and it was looks like she's gonna do okay but so that was one divorce then rachel Lindsay. the beautiful bachelorette that i recently recently met at the um variety women in reality TV event. She um, and her husband of four years, I think it's been about four years. He was a chiropractor, very cute. He was on the show. They got engaged, got married, and he just filed for divorce. And he, the chiropractor, is asking for spousal support. So she must be doing really well if he's asking for spousal support and he must be having to crack more backs than he would like. Um, Okay, let's see. What else? Okay, let's talk about um, salt burn. Okay, I was calling it stillborn. I was calling it starburst. It's salt burn. And it is on Amazon Prime. And everybody was talking about it. And so I watched it. So if you... Maybe should I do this at the end, Drake, since I'm going to give a spoiler alert? I'm going to give a spoiler alert. Who cares? Okay. So spoiler alert. I'll talk about it for just a couple minutes. Okay. I, I think I, you know what? I think I can spoil it because I think you kind of need to be prepared. I think you might enjoy it more now that everyone's talking about it and it's been out for a couple weeks. So just deal with it. So, um, 
I am a horrible mother. I did watch it with my 17-year-old son. Now, granted, it's R, and he's 17, and he's almost 18, but we did watch it. And he did go, I, can't, I hate this movie. He left the last 10 minutes. Anyway, if you, one of my Juicy Scoop, um, Juicy Scoop movie recommendations is The Talented Mr. Ripley with Gwyneth Paltrow and Matt Damon. I think this is, I think that movie is a much better version of this, but this is like a newer version. And there are some funny and like cool lines and it is like beautifully shot, but I could not get over how old and unattractive Oliver was. Now some people, God, Heather, you're such a bit, okay, I won't say unattractive, but I couldn't believe that the guy playing Oliver was remotely 20. Now it spans over 10 years. So he has to be like 30 at the end. But he looked 45 and nobody is talking about how old he looked. I mean, it it looked like a joke. He's supposed to be a 20 year old. And of course, the other guy is freaking gorgeous. And anyway, there it's I like it. It's rich people. It's some funny, weird lines. You don't know if he's gay, straight or bi. And I think he's all of the above. And um, and then there's three really disgusting scenes that nobody has ever seen in a movie before. And, you know, it's like clockwork orange or something like where people talk about these scenes. And I do feel like in doing the movie there, so whoever wrote it or thought about it was like, okay, let's do a couple scenes that just nobody has seen. And um, should I say what the scenes are, Drake? Uh, yeah. Okay. One is, so the Oliver guy's in love with the hot guy who's rich and he invites him to his house for the summer and he's obsessed with him. And he sees him whacking off in the bathtub and then they share a bathroom and they're brushing their teeth. And the guy's like, all right, have a good night, mate. And he goes to his room and there's still some bathwater left. <laughs> I'm going to throw up thinking about it. And the Oliver guy, who looks like he's 45, but he's supposed to be 20, crawls up and slurps what's left of his bathwater. Suds, dove, moisturizing cream, and cum. Slurps it up right at the drain thinking about it I really want to vomit to me that was the grossest of the gross then you're like so so he's gay right he's or is he just obsessed then he goes after the guy's sister and he's like flirting with her and he attempts to go down on her and she's like it's that time of the month and he's like I don't care and then does all this stuff with her monthly blood okay so we have to see that that's something we have not seen in a movie before and that was pretty gross then he does a gay thing with another character. Okay. But that, that wasn't, that was disturbing. But that no, that's fine. That's light. Nothing. Then. Okay. Spoiler alert. You, this is big spoilers. So skip ahead. Okay. T- then when the hot guy dies. Okay. I won't tell you how he dies, but he dies. Then the Oliver is crying at his grave that still has like a mound of dirt on it. And of course, it's raining because it always rains at a funeral in a movie. And he takes off all of his clothes. And then he he has sex with the grave. Like, he just lays on the mound of dirt and, like, has sex with it. So those are the three shocking things that people are now doing TikTok challenges where they're getting their, like, 80-year-old grandparents to, like, watch a movie and then filming their reaction, which... It's pretty amazing thing to do if you're looking for views. Um, I say if you got time, still watch it just so you can like know what other people are talking about. We saw Elvis, great movie. It's on Netflix. You can watch that one. I and then I also told you I wa- made my kill, kids watch the Hell Camp, which 
I talked about this a little bit on Patreon, but when I think about how different why Gen X parents are the way they are, I mean, it is, it's stuff like this. It's we came home at three o'clock, there was a million talk shows on, and they were always about like these bad kids. And what are you supposed to do with these bad kids? And they're smoking pot and they're skipping class. What are we going to do? Like, I mean, and you just think about it now and you're like, God, that's not a big deal. And like, who cares? Now you'd be like, okay, you know, you're going to be homeschooled. You're going to go online. You don't even need college. Who cares? Whatever. Pot's legal down the street. Why don't you just work at the dispensary? Like now it's like, but these people were so convinced like Kathy Hilton that they're like, it's either your kid is going to be a dead drug addict hooker or you better take him to this hell camp. And this awful guy ran him and he hired a bunch of people. They charged 16000 And so I was thinking about it in relation to how much money that would be. Okay, so my private school in 1988 was about 3500 a year. Now it's 20000 Okay, so think about that in relation. So he's charging 16000 for like a three-month stint at this hell camp where first it was in Utah, then it was in the Virgin Islands. And oh, Drake, I didn't tell you this. So then he has to go to the Virgin Islands because he gets because a girl dies in Utah, and and so they're just he just makes the kids work on this boat and just screams at him on this boat. And Brandon's like, "Wasn't that our Christmas last year?" <laughs> anyway, um, so so. Uh, you know, awful, other awful things happen. I read Paris Hilton's books. Then there, Paris Hilton went to a copycat version of this because he eventually stopped doing them. And they eventually rescued these kids. And this one girl gets featured. And she, a lot of them went on to become drug addicts and become homeless. And they're like, because that's what I was comfortable doing. I knew I could survive being homeless because I lived in the wilderness and had to like carry my own shit around. I mean, it is so awful. And these kids are 15. And of course the parents feel horrible one girl died and she's beautiful and it's like parents just being desperate and believing that somebody else knows better for their kid and you know that just that fear like that's going to be your kid if you don't save them now and it's just it was oh my god it's just awful but I was like so grateful for my own kids and of course they were grateful that that shit doesn't exist today but god what people did um okay Ultimate Girls Trip is amazing. It's so fun. They're in St. Bart's. All the Real Housewives of New York are there. And um, Ramona took a very Ramona picture over the weekend for her Instagram. She must be in Aspen or something. I don't know where she is. But she's standing on the mantle of a big fireplace with white cowboy boots. And she's like, and there's a photo above the mantle of a native Indian person. And there's some native Indian like feathers and things around. And she's just smiling and like, happy new year. Well, everyone's like, I I just thought it was just kind of funny. There's nothing wrong with it. Other people were like, why can't she take a photo? Maybe she thinks the photo is beautiful. It doesn't mean that she's like appropriating being a native American just because this is the place she's staying at. And she stood on the mantle and took a photo, but it's just so Ramona. And then Luann wrote like, Oh my God, have you no self-awareness? Well, Luann is Native American and she's talked about it and she's worn necklaces, but she's also had some cringy moments that you can watch on Peacock today in which she was talking about Native Americans. So I don't know if she's just playing along, if she was not aware of it. I don't know, but that was kind of fun. 
Also in uh, in New Year's uh, posts, Lisa Renna posted a completely naked photo of herself, and her body is great. She's you know over sixty years old, good for her, great abs. But the I mean the nips you can really see. There's just like two little stars, and you know, and then there's a tiny star on her crotch, but completely naked. And I I'm at breakfast, and I and I see it. I'm like oh. And I show Brandon and I go, Brandon, what if I posted this? And he goes, oh my God, mom, remove that from your phone. Remove that from your phone. I go, I can't remove it from my phone. It's Lisa Renna's Instagram. And he's like, oh, I thought that was a photo of you. (laughs) He's like, I thought it was a photo of you and you were going to post that for New Year's. And I'm like, no, again, I'm not selling, sending you to a hell camp. I don't have an OnlyFans and I'm not going to do a thirst trap naked photo of me ever. So be grateful. Be grateful. Happy birthday. Okay, so I think, Lisa Rinna, I don't know what you're up to, but you, Britney Spears, need to join Denise Richards and her daughter, Sammy, who apparently makes 80000 a month on uh, OnlyFans, and just do the OnlyFans. Why give it up for free? Go for it. Just go for it. Obviously, your husband doesn't care. Your daughters are grown. They don't care. Make your coin. The world is ending. Who cares? Um, meanwhile, Kanye's wife is being, where is her family? I thought they were going to get in and save her. She might love it too. He put her in this outfit where the underwear is literally this big. This is how big the underwear is. Right here. And then put her in the, these weird little like fishnet nylons up to her knees. And then just has like a piece of fur across her tits. Probably all real fur. I don't think he's, you know, he didn't be like, hashtag fake fur, hashtag PETA. No, there's just a bunch of furs. And he's like, this year, no pants. And according to the, you know, the outlets, they're saying that he um, is saying, you know, he's demanded that she not wear pants all year. The no pants look is everywhere. Halle Berry went out wearing no pants and like a long blazer on New Year's Eve and took a selfie in you know, in the elevator, uh, Aaron from Real Housewives of New York, the new group, she was wearing no pants. So was Paige. It's just like you just wear like a like a bodysuit and like tights or no pants at all, and you're that's just like your outfit, like just a bathing suit all night long. So so okay, go for it. Um, speaking of Aaron, she and her husband have been sued for not paying rent. They said no. We had an agreement with the landlord that we weren't going to pay the 14,000 that's owed because there was all these things wrong with the place. The elevator didn't work. I don't know if there was a rat or whatever. And we moved and we left on good terms to the point that they gave us a good recommendation. So I don't know why he's suing now, but that story came out. Um, Let me see. Um, Oh, speaking of copyright, like uh, Juicy Scoop, which is copywritten, um, Slim Shady otherwise known as Eminem, is going forward with his lawsuit against Garcelle and Robin of Real Housewives of Potomac, saying that they cannot call their podcast reasonably shady. He owns the word shady. And in further investigation, his own daughter, guess what, has a podcast. And her podcast name includes Shady as well. So I think it's really more about that, about having his daughter have a legacy and a line and keeping her brand clean than him, you know, trying to be a housewife himself. So also Mia of Real Housewives of Potomac, she left her old man, Gordon, who she has two kids with, who, you know, she, 
she said she was over him. He he did Instagrams and interviews saying that she was cheating. Well, she announced she's engaged to some young, cute, rich guy, has a big diamond. So, I mean, she's just one of those girls, you know, she was a stripper, a proud stripper. She hooked an older guy that I think was married at the time. She is one of those girls I'm fascinated by. They're just like great in the sack. They're just really, they know what to do. They have a a Venus flytrap vagina. They know how to be everything to that guy. They they seek him out and they're like, I'm going to be their dream woman. They like red vines. I like red vines. They like to go on a bike ride. I like to go on a bike ride. They like this kind of music. I like this kind of, like, I just think they know how to get these guys to fall in love with them over and over again. Um. Oh, Mickey Mouse, speaking of copyright, Mickey Mouse, there is a law that you can only copyright something for 95 years and it expired. So there is a movie about a serial killer that dresses up as Mickey Mouse now that that has expired. So that's always fun. Um, Simone Biles' husband said, you know, I'm the real catch in the relationship and everyone freaked out. And there's been these viral videos of people asking their husband, do they know who Simone Biles is and every dude knows and they're like do you know who her husband is and they're all like uh she was married she's married so meanwhile Simone is like okay can you not ruin my New Year's Eve like so my husband said a dumb thing we're in love leave us alone who cares um because he's some NFL guy so they're staying married okay uh Heather and and Terry Dubrow kind of shocked the world Terry dyed his hair black and it is kind of hard when guys dye their hair. I really think the only way to do it is if you want to go from white to like salt and pepper or whatever, I think you've got to spend a shit ton of money and you got to have a guy or a girl who's a really good colorist come in like every two weeks and just make it so it's not completely gray or white. But you cannot do the Ronald Reagan dye job. You just can't. It just looks not good. Um, but other than that, they looked cute. Cardi B and her husband, as you know, she said Offset is, is he her husband? I don't know if they ever got married. Um, can you see if they ever got married, Drake? Cardi B and Offset. I don't think they ever did. So they broke up right before Christmas. So I was like, oh, she's not going to get, you know, a refrigerator of stacks of money that she can defrost on Instagram in front of everybody. But they each got a gig performing on New Year's Eve. And she got paid more. She got paid a million. He got paid like 500000 to be at the nightclub. And then they hung out. Are they, they are married. Okay. Then they hung out afterwards. And she's like, yeah, I got D down. What did she say? She like, hold on. I think I wrote it down. Um, she goes, I got dick down on New Year's Eve. I hung out with my baby's daddy. And I did get dick down on New Year's Eve because they were sitting hanging out at the club after both their gigs. People are like, is this, you know, for publicity? No, they're just this couple that probably has bad chemistry and also hate each other and is richer fuck and they fight and he cheats and whatever. She's just like gets over it. Um, so let me see what else. Um, oh, this was kind of a sad, weird story. There's this Brazilian YouTuber, he's 26, and he was hanging out with his family. This, this He was hanging out with this couple at their house on Christmas and he went missing and everybody's like, where is he? And the couple's like, I don't know. He left it too. We don't know where he is. And then they went to the couple's house and they saw his shirt coming out of the ground and they found him in the ground. He was dead. And the couple's like, well, he was having cocaine fueled sex 
with my sister in the bathroom and then he just dropped dead. And then we just didn't know what to do with the body and it was Christmas. So we just buried it outside and, but like we did not do anything like that's, isn't that awful? Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, T.I. and Tiny. They've had rumors for years that they are into threesomes and there's been lots of girls and people that have come forward and allegedly claimed that they were sexually assaulted, whatever. And um, so now with the the new filing that, well, it did expire. So I think this person going by Jane Doe may have missed the deadline. If that, at least that's what their attorney is saying. But it sounds like a typical T.I. and Tiny type of story. Um, minus the fact that she said it wasn't what she wanted. So she said, I was at a club and um, with my friend and T.I. and Tiny were there. And then this guy was like, oh, come back tomorrow night. And I went back tomorrow night and I had two drinks. And then I had a drink that um, that Tiny gave me that I didn't, you know, order myself. And then we all went back to this hotel room. And then I was in the shower with T.I. and Tiny, all three of them. And then he you know, I didn't want this to happen, but it did. And then after I woke up in the morning, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but it was like, I woke up in the morning and then they were just like, the security guard's like, okay, time for you to leave. And so listen, I'm not saying that this didn't happen to this girl. I think there's probably lots of people, but it's just such, it seems like such a typical story of them being into like threesomes and just finding people at clubs and being like, are you down to have some fun? Let's have some fun. And then also, I never want to see you again. So we're never going to hang out. We're not going to go to lunch after. But um, she's suing. Also, Paula Abdul is suing um, Nigel Lithgow. Now, remember, he was the English. He what We saw him because he was the judge on So You Think You Can Dance. But prior to that, he created or was the executive producer of American Idol, in which she was on the show. And she claims that during her time there, um, he sexually like groped her and pushed her up against an elevator, a couple different things like that. So she's coming forward with her lawsuit. And now there's two other girls that are claiming that they were on a reality show. And I just watched like 10 minutes of it. It was so weird. It was called All American Girl. And this is from like 2005. And these two girls each have their own story of them uh, claiming that he sexually assaulted them, groped them, grabbed them, like lifted up their shirt, stuff like that, um, tried to kiss them <clears throat> separately. But this show was so weird. It was three judges um, and they're to judge who's going to be the next all-American girl. And you have to be, and you judged in um, athleticism and talent and personality. And like, just like the voice where like, they're like, okay, I'm going to keep that person. I mean, I, what a, a weird show. And it, and also there, of course, there's a male host and he's like, today, uh, we're going to see. And so these girls are like singing, dancing. And it's just, oh my God, it's such a time of like those type of reality shows. Anyway, so we'll see what happens with him. Of course, he's denying all of it. Um, Vanderpump Villa is out on Hulu. Word on the street is Bravo passed on it. And this is Lisa Vanderpump's show where she goes to a beautiful villa in France. And she says, this is France. You know, they, the service has to be up one notch higher. You're all very attractive, but can you serve tea to a French diplomat? And 
Of course, the cast is gorgeous. They wear like, you know, a lot of pink and they're doing sheets. So it's like below deck meets Vanderpump Rules, but in France. And so different guests every time. And, you know, they, when, 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 you know, when the cat's away, the mice play in the pool, that is, and they're jumping in the pool and they're dancing. So, um, you know, like, it'll be interesting to see if, did Hulu give her a much superior deal, just like Hulu gave the Kardashians a much superior deal to E, which is part of the Peacock Network, Bravo E. So this might, if this, this could be a hit on Hulu and then other shows that she does, she might just bring to Hulu. That's my prediction and get further and further away from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So um, speaking of The Golden Bachelor, apparently the wedding is happening. There was some talk that her family, they didn't spend Christmas together and they both had to say, yes, we didn't spend Christmas together, but we're, you know, still together. The wedding is happening. It's happening at the Rancho La Quinta Hotel. I have a juicy scooper on the ground that is very close. It's happening Thursday at their, like, one of the private homes that was built in 1927 and they're going to film it there. So they are getting married. Um, I do think what he really likes about the one that he chose is that she has her own money and that she lives in North Carolina and that's one place he's wanted to live and wishing them the best. But I could see why the family was a little bit like, can we just get the prenup in gear? Um, so the wedding is happening and I, I think it's supposed to be televised. Like, I don't know if it's a live television, but anyway, it's happening. So that's pretty juicy. Um, There is this woman and she is the heir of a German like steak. She's German and then she's an heir of these like steak houses. I don't know if they're like, you know, Ruth Chris or whatever, but they're, um, and she's going through an awful divorce. She has like two older kids with her husband and one lives with her and one lives with the husband. And the husband, as they're going through divorce, had the 10 and 12 year old children, I believe in Denmark and they were kidnapped and taken away in cars and driven to the German border. So it's speculated that like, did is she, is this a parental kidnapping or were they truly kidnapped? And all these articles are like, it sounds like, well, they don't know where the kids are, but it sounds like maybe she's involved. And um, so that, I mean, that's just not, ugh, I mean, what are people thinking? Like what an ugly thing now. I mean, if that, if it gets proven that she orchestrated it, like, oh my God, this is going to be very bad for, for her divorce. Um, speaking of like European stuff. Okay. There is the queen of Denmark and she is supposedly going to step down early so that her 51 year old son can become the king. And that is, and people are saying it's because he is married and he was having an affair with some like Columbia or somebody, some socialite. And he was seen with her and it's to distract from that. But now because that's happening, there's talk that would King Charles step down early for Prince William. And I definitely don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But he is 75 and um, supposedly he wants to see the spare and Meghan Markle and the two little kids. And I don't know. I just feel like that the whole thing with them has just lost a lot of momentum. And when will Meghan Markle 
make an appearance on either the Kardashians or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, I give it, I give it less than three years that that will happen. Um, it won't happen this year, but it's going to happen soon. Tom Girardi of, you know, pretty bit. That's right. Tom Girardi, it turns out he is competent, according to the court, that is, to stand trial for the people that he wronged. I didn't do it. He did it. $15 million. So he will have to stand trial. He is competent. Wearing those ugly sweaters with crumbs on it, it did not work. So that'll be happening. I just kind of think as a topic for us, we're we're like, yeah, we you know, that is juicy that he's competent. I I always thought he was too. Um, but that, it, it, I don't know, that makes us think, I guess the juicy part of it is, is, you know, Erica's situation and how much she was talking to him and how she was so quiet before and now she's broken free and, you know, people are liking her more. We all liked how she, you know, dealt with Denise when she was like, tell me, Denise, who makes more money? Who's more profitable on OnlyFans? You? Oh, your daughter, Sammy. You're disgusting. Why would you bring up my OnlyFans? Hey, she should be so thrilled that the OnlyFans was brought up over and over because I'm sure so many people, regular women included, have gone out of curiosity and signed up for the $7 bundle of Denise Richards. And if Denise, if Denise and and um, Lisa are still friendly, which I don't remember where they left off because Lisa Renna was like, did you have sex with Brandy Glanville? Did you? Did you scissor her in a Canadian hotel? Why don't you just tell that? Why don't you own it, Denise? Why don't you own it? So I don't know if they can make up, but listen, she could give her some tips. And I don't know if she gets it, you know, with Cameo, if you, um, if I like to get someone else to sign up, I make a little bit of percentage of what they make. So OnlyFans should have that too, with at least with their top contenders. Like, hey, if you could convince some of your older, sexier friends that are no longer on reality shows to join here, we're going to give you 5% of their profit for the first year. And then Denise is like, hey, want to get a reposado on the rocks? Or whatever that <laughs> Casamigos is. Because um, I really think that's the way to go. Um, let me think what else I was going to say. Oh, Carlton, according to page six or something, is supposedly Carlton was the witch from Real Houses of Beverly Hills is supposedly talking to Andy. Now I have talked to Carlton and I really think that the ultimate girls trip, I said this before, it works so well with the OGs that I would love to see an OG Beverly Hills version and you bring back Carlton as a wild card and we see what she's up to. And if she's interesting, you know, maybe she can join Real Housewives of Miami or whatever because she lives out there. But let's see her come on the trip, but with people from that time. So you could have Joyce, you can have Brandy, you can have Camille Grammer, and then you have a couple anchors that are down to do it, you know, that are currently on the cast. Um, like a, you know, like a Dorit or, um, you know, Kyle, whatever, one of those pretty mess. She would do it. Um, that I think would be the way to go. And I think you do that with like every city. Okay. Brandy Glanville just did an interview and she says, listen, the way the reason people have been talking about my looks and everything is because I have 
gotten this weird disease based on the stress that has come from me groping and grabbing Carol Manzo's genitals and um, tits on Real Housewives uh, on Ultimate Girls Trip. Those accusations, what's come from that, that I kissed her, that I grabbed her and she didn't want it. That whole thing has caused me so much stress, which I'm not denying it has. I think it has. She's like, her lips have blown up. She's gotten these rashes. She's, her fingers get numb. She's fainted on, she fainted on the phone with Andy Cohen. She goes, I was on the phone with Andy Cohen and he said something that was disappointing. And I like literally laid on the ground and fainted. I just want the show to come out so this chapter can be behind me. And I guess so she can be vindicated because she's always said like, I just feel used. I feel like I'm put on this show to get drink, to, to get drunk, to get wild, to do these outrageous things. And then it all turned against me. And who knows if they'll ever show the show again. And this is her livelihood. I mean, she can only do the traitors and the villains and all that stuff so many times. And I don't know why she, I don't know. It's just like kind of, it's kind of a bummer that she, but this is, this is her life. And she feels that she, her reputation is, is being ruined. I don't know that she, I don't know. I, I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. I'd like to see the season, obviously. I just hope they don't show <clears throat> how the season and then just cut out that part. Like we don't want to see it if like all that is just cut out and they're, you know, and they just like Brandy's gone one day and they don't bring it up and they're like, okay, you guys, we're going to go on Vespas. We're going to go on jet skis. Okay. I worked out a beautiful dinner and at the dinner, we're going to play a game. What, who do you wish would get a terminal disease and die soon? Okay. You go first. Like, I mean, we, we, we need to see what really went on because it, it's all the, you know, that's why I like they, they break the fourth wall. You know, that's why this thing going back to Salt Lake was so good. Because it it got us into, like, we're like, oh my God, I remember this account. I was following all these other things. For the people that really follow it beyond just watching it on their TV, it did make it juicy, but um, this is a one-time thing and they really should really make sure. Um, but who knows? Maybe they knew the whole time. Maybe that's why they chose her. Maybe they knew. I don't think they did. I think she hit it pretty well and had fun with it and was like, who's ever going to know? That's why she stopped posting when she got the show. She wasn't posting throughout the whole thing. Now, if she was posting throughout the whole thing, that would even be more creepy and explosive. That has to be, I guess, next year's storyline for another city. Um, let me see. Uh, I think that's about, oh, Gypsy Rose. Okay, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is out of prison. She was the young girl that for many, for all of her childhood, her mom, who was divorced from her dad, convinced all these different hospitals, doctors, charities, churches, neighborhoods, that her daughter was, and the daughter, that she was terminally ill and that she had all these different diseases. She'd shave her head when she didn't have to shave her head to make it look like some treatment made her hair come out. She was in a wheelchair when she could walk. And she, because of that, her growth and everything was, was not what it should be. And she would get, you know, a free trip to Disneyland and, and everyone just thought she was just a saint, which is why women do Munchausen's by proxy is because they love that attention that they get by having a sick child. Then she finally got on the internet and found some boy who 
came into her life and he ended up at the convincing of her, um, killed the mother as their only way to escape her. And he is doing, he's still in prison. He had autism and he's still in prison. She got out after seven years and we are going to explore it more on Juicy Crimes, which is on Patreon this weekend. But, um, you know, a little more about the trial and why she got off. And somewhere along the line, she married somebody else that looks weirdly like the mother that she killed. <clears throat> he is a man, but he looks just like the mother. And I guess people are very obsessed with her, her first selfie, what she's doing. She's been offered a job at a strip club. I don't know. She's walking. I don't know why people are like celebrating her and are so obsessed, but there have been many shows written and it was a really juicy show. So, I mean, I am interested in her too. Yeah. Come on, Juicy Scoop. I'd love to talk to you. So anyway, she, so did a post, he did a post. Um, He did a post, the husband, and was kind of like, I don't care what you think of me and everything. Cause he is a larger man and they saw him walking. And then she wrote under it and is like, all these people can, if they, whether they like you or love you, who cares? I'm getting that good D every night. And I'm like, okay, Gypsy Rose Cardi B. Like, okay, we don't need to know about the D that everybody's getting in the new year. Like, come on. She'll probably be walking around with no pants soon um, with Kanye West. Okay, well, guys, that was a great show. Anything that I missed that I have on my notes that I didn't get to will be on Patreon on Friday. And all new shows coming next week. I hope you enjoy the last few days if you're still on vacation. Here's to a fulfilling 2024 and a great January. Go to heathermcdowell.net, click on the Patreon, change your life. Love you.